0: Okay, welcome to another interview episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I have Dennis Kelly on the line. We'll get into everything about him in just a minute, but uh, we're going to be talking about direct mail. And Dennis, direct mail is dead, right? Like, especially for those nimble, innovative, direct and digital marketers who have so many other options, like behaviorally targeted autoresponders and email follow-up sequences. Direct mail, we could just forget about it. It's
1: dead, right? direct mail is not dead. As a matter of fact, we've been growing on an 80% annual clip for the last five years. And so uh, we're here today to talk about why direct mail is alive, kicking and a part of the digital age. And direct mail can be innovative. So uh,
0: Dennis Kelly, our guest today, is the CEO of Postalytics, a fast-growing direct mail automation software company. Postalytics helps marketers do more in less time with streamlined production integration into the marketing tech stack and real-time direct mail campaign analytics. Postalytics is Dennis's sixth startup, and he's been involved in starting and growing early-stage tech ventures for over 30 years. Okay, so Dennis, I'm going to want to know the backstory in just a second here, but let's break this down. Like, What does Postalytics do? What's the elevator pitch? And even more importantly, paint me a picture of what some of your most successful
1: customers are doing with Postalytics. What does their marketing look like? Absolutely. So so Postalinux is essentially a cloud-based software solution for marketers to build, manage, and analyze direct mail campaigns. And you may think, well, you know, of, of course. Well, why is that innovative? Well, the fact of the matter is that that the marketing tech evolution sort of stopped at the direct mail doorstop at email. And, and so yeah. there's very little innovation in, or new software development in the direct mail space for years, despite the explosion of marketing tech, and and so while uh, well while well, email is the the current uh, sort of uh, software standard in in the direct mail world, uh, it is still direct mail is a forty billion dollar a year U.S. industry, and so it's this great big channel with very little technology that has been thrown at it. And so so Postalytics is really try to recreate an email marketing experience and workflow. But rather than sending messages out to email servers that then, you know, route uh, those messages, we're sending it out to the USPS that is routing messages just in a different way.
0: Yeah, well, before this interview is over, I'm probably going to get a dozen pieces of email that I need to archive, delete whatever, if not more, right? But if I get a dozen pieces of direct mail in my mailbox today, that will be a huge surprise to me, right? So this is this is the least competitive inbox. And what you've got is a software solution to put your messages there. So uh, back to the second part of that question, like what are some of your most successful, like? Um, yeah, I I want just kind of a picture of what's possible with this. So so maybe think of one or two successful customers and paint me a picture of what they're doing. What does their marketing
1: look like? That's integrating Postalytics. Sure, sure. So uh, a lot of our customers have invested heavily in their own marketing tech stack, and so you know they'll they'll have built out a significant amount of infrastructure on HubSpot or Salesforce or other types of CRM marketing automation tools. And, and the reason why they come to Postalytics is that they're, they're starting to kind of hit the point of diminishing returns in, in, in milking email channels and digital channels. And, and so, you know, you're probably aware uh, that the, the long term decline in email open rates has been going on for the last 15 years and in, in digital marketing costs are growing at a 50% clip over the last five years. And and so so those channels are more competitive and becoming more difficult to stand out in. And and so what what our customers tend to do is to use direct mail to augment those channels. It used to be that direct mail was its own thing and that you're a direct mail company or you're a digital company or email. And that's kind of gone away. Right. The 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 thinking is, hey, let's use channels for what they do well, and 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 let's use technology to drive the usage of those channels. And so, for example, uh, a lot of our customers are their immediate use case is, hey, we need to talk to people who have either ignored our email, or have unsubscribed from our email. Yeah. And when you think about that, you know, you the initial reaction might be, oh, when you unsubscribe, then I'm unsubscribing from you as a company, but that's not true. No. You're unsubscribing from this channel because I literally cannot get another email in a day and, and deal with it, right? So, so yeah. a lot of people are like, hey, you know, I love this company, but I, I just can't deal with the email. So so think of an automated workflow sitting inside of your CRM. Somebody unsubscribes, well, we're going to drop them into a direct mail flow. And so we'll trigger out direct mail messages to replace the email that they're not getting. And so it's kind of a low-hanging fruit. It leverages the infrastructure they've already created. And and you get an immediate lift in terms of the penetration of your messages, your sales, your promotions. Absolutely. And- one of the things that
0: comes up consistently with um, various guests that I speak with that are doing online offline is that whenever you, you connect with people through multiple channels, well, just as a general rule, maybe not whenever, maybe not every single time, but as a general rule, your profitability in every channel is going to go up. So if you only did direct mail and suddenly you're showing up online everywhere for them, or if you only did online and suddenly you're showing up in their in their postal mail inbox, the profitability because of, you know, and this is a dirty word for us direct marketers, but because of branding, the profitability goes up. And so it's it's about the the combined brand experience and and name recognition Um, increasing by adding this on. And like you're saying, it it can be triggered by events in the CRM. And, you know, the gears are turning right now, um, but I I don't wanna skip a really important part of um, what I think is gonna go into this conversation. So it's super cool tech and really smart addition to any marketer's toolbox, but like what's your origin story for Postalytics? where did it come from? How'd you get started? And what led you to develop the platform? Yeah, great, great
1: question. And um, uh, as you mentioned in the beginning, I've been involved in a lot of tech startups uh, over uh, the, the last 30 years. I'm, I'm a bit of an old guy in the, <laughs> that space, right? And and so the, the great part about that is that you meet a lot of great people along the way. And uh, so uh, uh, one of the Folks that, that I've had the opportunity to work with now, this is our third startup together, is our chief technology officer. Uh, his name is Alec Graziano. And um, so we had we had a couple of great opportunities to work together while you know, earlier in our careers uh, sort of ended up in going in, se- in separate directions and then reconnected uh, several years ago, realized we were living near each other, and we're like, hey, let's get together. So uh, he had his own company, and uh, he was, uh, you know, doing something completely different than than what we're focused on today. But uh, he was running a direct mail campaign for his company. Okay. And, and, and like every good engineer, he thought, you know, I can build a better mousetrap here. Uh, you know, I, I really want to be able to uh, capture attribution of who responds to my direct mail. And 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 he realized, hey, I've got all this great data that's going into this direct mail campaign that not only includes your name and address, but intent data, you know, all sorts of uh, purchase history data that is sitting here in this flat Excel spreadsheet that the printer is going to use to to personalize this thing. Yeah. And thought, you know what? Well, what if what if we give the consumer a little hook, an easy way for them to respond to the mail? get online, and then I can kind of track them. Once I've got them online, I I got them, right? I I know what's going on. And so he actually created some software that generated a unique URL for each person on that list. Okay. So you get a postcard, and it's got a response URL that is unique to Roy. And so when Roy responds to that URL, hey, we know, Roy came from this postcard from this campaign and he went online to respond. And so we've got him. Right. And so that was yes. kind of the original product. And 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 I was like, hey, you know, this is cool. We did a little research, discussed the fact that nobody was investing in, in the tech stack for direct mail, but it's still this big business. And we thought, hmm, we got something here. And and so so it was really that kind of concept of analytics and attribution that got us started in this space. And then after, you know, a little bit of time, postalytics became a thing where all of that is wrapped up into one cloud-based platform for marketers to use. Okay. So it it started with
0: just doing analytics and tracking on direct mail, and it grew into a platform for actually sending. Um, and then having the analytics and tracking on the direct mail.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So three primary things we're doing here. Number one, streamlining the creation and production of direct mail. So rather okay. than four or six weeks to plan out a campaign and get five vendors involved in and, and you know, you're you're a project manager with with files going all over the place, FTP. Uh, calls, uh, actually mailing back and forth like proofs, right? All that stuff collapsed into a drag and drop online process where you don't worry about the printing, you don't worry about the postage. All this stuff is dealt with for you. Number one, speed and, and production. Number two, integration, right? So, okay. direct mail has traditionally, as we mentioned, the data has been sitting in spreadsheets that are yeah. being mailed around. Those are by definition not connected to anything. No, they're very <laughs> static. And they even if they change in one place, they don't change in the other and there's no reference. And yeah, that's right. That's right. So so Postalytics is built upon the concept that direct mail ought to be sitting there in the CRM and market automation tools side by side with email and digital so that that everybody's informing each other what's going on between the channels, right? We want the channels to play nicely together. And the only way you can do that is to meet them in some common software. And so so integration is number two. And then number three is analytics. What the heck has happened after I sent? Yeah. And and so we've built out those proprietary tools on that original concept for how people reply and, and and analyzing that information. And then we also have built out More recently, software that actually tracks where your mail is in the USPS delivery cycle. And so combine that together, right? I drag and drop, I send a campaign with data that's originated from my CRM, mail's in production, software is monitoring where it is. Well, maybe I want to have a trigger set up so that my CRM knows the day the mail is going to be delivered. Yeah. And so I can trigger an email to show up on the same day as my piece of direct mail. I can yeah. trigger a rep to pick up the phone when a letter is going to show up uh, to the CEO, right? So there's all sorts of interactivity that you can use with the data from direct mail that's really never really been available to be consumed and utilized by any other tech platforms.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the, in the past, it was, it was primarily like, you know, you. If you're paying first class, maybe you send on Friday to hope to be delivered, or you might, you might segment by, by zones uh, to hope to be delivered on Monday. And then you do a follow-up call on Monday, and they say, I haven't seen the mail yet. Uh, it turns out it wasn't
1: going to be delivered till Wednesday anyway. Uh, but, but now that's- You're guessing. You're guessing yeah. at, the, at the individual level. This is every single piece of mail is tracked with a barcode that the USPS is scanning along the way. Yes, and, and yes. so it, it's it's granular data about where exactly your mail is. And then if you've got a bad address, you hit a return to sender, that's captured as well. Hey, trigger a workflow to get rid of this address. It's no longer valid, right? Yeah. So all that data, you don't have to stack up those reply cards and then have somebody manually deal with all that. So, so it's really about leveraging the data about direct mail that's never really been available to marketers. Yeah. And and it gives you the
0: two-way integration so that you can both trigger it from inside the CRM and you can get the delivery data, the analytics data back from CRM such that your, your team uh, knows exactly what to do next. Okay. So a lot of this stuff is obviously available online, right? Like aside from aside from doing the direct mail piece, right? We can do a lot of this analytics stuff. We can do the delivery stuff. We can do behaviorally triggered campaigns, all of that online. What's been the experience of companies that just layer on this direct mail automation onto their online efforts and what kind of results are they getting? Well, I'll I'll give you a great
1: example. We've got uh, a a customer that um, is, A mid-sized B two B e commerce company. Okay, sells to uh, gyms and workout facilities. They sell. They got a big product catalog of like a thousand different products. That you know, if you you own a gym, you can order wipes and weights and like everything you need, right, for for your gym. Yeah, and and so uh, you know, they they have a significant amount of infrastructure built out around in HubSpot, and. but, you know, one of the things that they w- were seeing is that their, their win-back campaigns were just had dismal performance, right? And, and okay. email-based campaigns that were designed to, you know, target people who hadn't ordered in the last six months. And, yeah. and so uh, so this customer decided, well, we're going to put in a five-touch postcard campaign using different formats and different offers right so yeah. that if if somebody has fallen into this segment where where we now feel like we need to win them back and they haven't opened the first three emails of their existing cycle then they drop into this direct mail campaign where they they'll get up to five different touches if they respond to one of those touches, we pull them out, right? There's no need yeah. to use, I mean, direct mail costs more on a per piece basis than a piece of email. Right? For sure. And this this sounds very efficient because
0: first you give email the opportunity to win the back. First, you're giving email the opportunity to reactivate them. And hey, if that works, it's great. Right? <laughs> uh, but if that if that doesn't work, this is an opportunity to get in front of them in a different way. And like you said, you can pull them out of that campaign in the middle.
1: That's right. That's right. So, so after a year of this campaign running, did the math, and we had a 500% lift in response in that combined campaign. Yeah. Right? So, so, so. just a massive, massive win. And, and it's really, it's, it's the best case study that I, I just love telling yeah. people, because when you think about it, it's, it's such a no-brainer.
0: For sure. For sure. I mean, this isn't this isn't about wasting money on just direct mail prospecting with people who are uh, maybe or maybe not a fit. It's saying these people have bought from us before, which is automatically a marker for somebody that's more likely to respond. They haven't bought in a while, which is maybe a reason to reach out, right? And then it's done very thoughtfully and efficiently for how you're going to integrate the direct mail into that. And, um, and you know, there's there's a critical part to this
1: that. Yes, Long-time direct mailers may say, "Well, wait, uh, so how, how are you doing this? Are you are you batching these things up and sending them once a month, right? Like, <laughs> how's it?" The the well, one of the uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: My next question was: traditional direct mail work best in high quantities. Does everything have to be sent out a thousand pieces at a time? That's so right. yeah,
1: let's that's let's right. answer this. So 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 it's a it's it's a great next question, and 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 so. One of the real game changers that that we've uh, been able to pull together is the fact that you can send one piece of mail out at a time and okay. that one piece of mail can be one hundred percent personalized variable on demand printed as a unique piece of mail right okay and, and, and you can do that in a very affordable way and and we make it work because we're taking that piece of mail and we're mingling it together with all the mail from all of our other customers, right? So, so on the backside, the, the really printing dynamics have driven the economics of direct mail. Yeah. And, and so in order for it to be worthwhile for a printer to execute a direct mail campaign, you got to have at least a 1,000 pieces.
0: Right. It, yes. it makes
1: no sense. You can't get it. It's the, the cost of the human to load up the paper and set up everything is 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 more than it, it, it just makes the economics not worth on a per piece basis. So so what we're doing is we're taking, let's say, all the six by 11 postcards of the day and yeah. batching them together. And that may include your one postcard. It may include 5000 from somebody. It may include. Fifteen from another person, right? Yeah. And so, you know, we package them up and hand them to a printer for one run a day, and you know, the printer's like, "Great, I can, I can have this one run. It comes in on a fully automated basis. I don't even need a human to do half of the work to do the setup because the software has already done it." So, yes. so there's efficiencies that we're passing along on the print side to the consumer or to the the marketer, I should say. Yes. And, yes. and so that's really how we're able to do it, where you can be dripping a single piece of mail out of a workflow and not have to worry about printing economics. That's fascinating. So, because,
0: because all the printing now has gone digital, it doesn't matter if it's 15,000 of the same postcard or it's 15,000 split across 8,000 different designs, right? Um, That's it right. just comes off in a stack, and everything is is addressed and um, then I imagine you can deal with um uh, you, you can well uh, are are there postage advantages here or largely we're we're still dealing with first class postage if we're gonna do the tracking, right?
1: yeah, yeah, pretty much and there is more tracking now on standard class that and and we've signed up for that. we pay a little bit extra for that. Uh, okay, and, and so it's just it's not quite as reliable as first. Um, For sure. But but because of really these use cases that we are enabling, sixty um, percent uh, of the mail we send is first class. Okay, it's really more about this kind of timing thing. Like people really a lot of behaviorally based things, right? They want to make sure the mail gets there quickly, and and it doesn't really matter if things cost twenty yeah. cents
0: more. The ROI versus you know just thinking about money out the door makes exactly. sense on. Yeah. Okay. So I had this, this lingering objection uh since since early on when you started to describe how the analytics bit works. And um my objection is around that custom URL, right? So there's the old pearls, the personalized URLs that are like, I don't know, we could say postalytics.com slash Roy and that may get you to, Or we could we could do the, you know, Google hashed URL that's postalytics.com slash QA73 exclamation point and and all of that. And obviously a consumer is going to be way less or somebody receiving a direct mail is going to be way less likely to type in that customized URL if it's not easy to type in. So how have you addressed that?
1: Well, uh, we've been very fortunate. Uh, okay. and, uh, we several years ago, also built a mechanism to take that personalized URL and print it as a QR code. And so when you use the QR code tool within Postalytics, you're actually generating a unique QR code, a personalized QR code for each recipient. Yes. And so we're all aware of what's happened to the number one, acceptance, and number two, usage of QR codes over the last five years or so. <laughs> sort of starting with starting with Apple and Google embedding QR code readers in the camera app of every yes. phone. That was number one. You don't know, need to download a QR code app to deal with it. And then number two, we had a little pandemic that happened that <laughs> where nobody wanted to touch anything. <laughs> yes, so all sorts of consumers are educated on how to use QR codes now, and it's just part of the fabric. And so okay, the vast majority of our customers are using the QR code as a primary means of onboarding them online, and then we go from there. okay, so that makes that makes
0: the the tracking of the individual respondents first uh, or much easier. It, it. I mean, would you typically put some kind of more generic URL alongside the QR code if somebody does want to respond that way or I'm yeah. just I, I'm just OK, yeah. um, it becomes the hey, scan this with your mobile and it'll take you straight to
1: whatever the re- response needs to be. Exactly. Now, now we we do have other uh, mechanisms. So, for example, we're building out a a tool for nonprofits uh, to actually they. 60% of all donations to nonprofits are still done via check. Yes. And, and so, like, you know, they need that business reply envelope and a little tear sheet where they can, you know, write in the check number and, and fill in the information, put it in the mail back, right? So, so there are lots of different ways that you can respond to direct mail. We're building out all different ways so that all those analytics can come back. In one consolidated dashboard, and and you'll have them as they occur. Okay, that's excellent.
0: So even even if someone sends in a check, the people who are you know using their letter opener and tearing open the mail, uh, they they have uh, they have an opportunity to track that back and send the analytics back.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know the reality is that that you know people who donate to nonprofits. So nonprofits are a huge market for direct mail message for sure and the people who donate to them are people that are check writers and and so you know yeah further along and you know that's how they do things so we got to adapt and and follow follow the customer for sure um so
0: this all of this like knowing that so many people in my audience are involved with marketing creative uh and we've seen that there's there's lots of different types of direct mail. there's there's uh, there's there's postcards, there's um letters. there's you could go much deeper with all sorts of different formats, MAGA logs, book logs, issue log like all that stuff, right? So is Postalytics limited to just generic postcards going out? What are the mailpiece options? What do they look like? um and what well, I'll hold off on the the next question here actually.
1: Sure, sure. so so when we introduce a format, we need to make sure that there's going to be some volume that goes along yeah. with it because of all the economics we discuss on the backside, right? Yes. so so you know, as we've been growing, we've been adding more and more formats so so today we offer three uh, postcard sizes, okay. uh, small, medium, and extra large. Uh, we offer a, a letter package where you can have Uh, up to six sheets, front, back, color. Um, That can be sent in a plain white envelope or in a customized envelope uh, that you've uh, developed. Uh, And then we also offer two uh, what we call self-mailer formats, which are um, kind of a combo, right? They're, They're postcards that have an adhesive and you open the adhesive and they open up. And so there's several panels of content. And so we've got A couple of versions of that and so we're continuing to add more formats as our customer base is growing and we can support the volume we just keep banging out more formats for sure for sure and whatever formats you do offer
0: allow that cost advantage versus trying to offer more formats that would raise the per piece probably significantly
1: yeah 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 Yeah. so Um, and, and 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 you know the great part about it particularly for someone who's not Steeped in direct mail design and postage regulation and all this stuff, these formats are highly templated. Yeah. So you can't, you know, color outside the lines. It, it won't, the software won't let you do something that the USPS is going to kick back and say, hey, you know, this, you, you can't have the offer sitting in the postage area, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got it, all, all of the kind of, Difficulty of translating to print uh, that that people who haven't done a lot of print marketing, um, we've kind of built the guardrails into the app so you can design, you can proof it all right there with your live data and see how your you know personalization is playing out and before you accept it and and so all that is being done with the thought that hey sixty percent of the people of the Center for Postalytics are new to direct mail. Okay. And and so so that's why these things are highly templatized and the guardrails are in place so you can't really mess it up.
0: Awesome. And it's worth remembering like if you want to be more creative with formats or if you have a longer message or anything like that. I mean, what we're dealing with here is is just another way to get attention and to pull people into your sales message. So, I a friend and colleague perry marshall who has written all sorts of stuff about marketing he sends out um postcards on a pretty regular basis and all that it's designed to do is get you enough into the message that you go to the url on the postcard so that you can get the full message right and so if you think oh i don't want to do postcard marketing because my message is you know because i i have to use these long videos to to uh, close people or whatever. Well, we can we can do something like Paramarshall does and, and and drive our traffic that way.
1: Drive our traffic into the longer sales message there. Well, um, and, and and to your point, uh, there's actually some data uh, in a study that came out not too long ago uh, that compared the average number of words in a direct mail piece from 1990. Okay. To 2020. Okay. And in that time, there's been a 60% drop in the number of words per direct mail piece. Uh, I think the dynamic that you're talking about is is precisely the driver behind that, right? So folks are like, hey, I I can explain things in far more detail using video and using all sorts of different uh, tools once I get them online. The the, the direct mail piece is really a hook, right?
0: Yeah. To get them yeah and it's getting their attention in a place that there's way less competition as we talked about before so you you talked about having kind of guardrails around the the creative development. um in the context of that, what are the customization and personalization options for letters or for
1: postcards or yeah yeah. so so outside of kind of the boundaries of you know bleed and cutoff area <laughs> and, and and lockdown postage that you can't you can't possibly mess with, it. it's really each of the formats are uh, entirely um, uh, designed to be open for creativity. Uh, You you have the ability to uh, use as much personalization. We have up to, I think, 50 different personalization variables that you can layer in. Uh, You can uh, develop uh, logical statements that say, "Hey, you know, if this person in my data is a VIP customer, then print this block of text and show this image here. And if they are, uh, you know, President's Club, then show this block of text and this image. Uh, so, so we've built in all of the tools that really advance personalization." Uh, uh, pros will use with typically a human who's sitting at a print shop and programming all this stuff into uh, a, a pre-press operation, right? Yeah. They're mapping the variables and mapping the data, like all of that work a marketer can do right inside of the template. So that when they press send, the logic just takes all that as HTML. Okay. And converts. That that with the data into a high res PDF that a print partner then uh, fulfills, and and Excellent. so so it's really very like I mentioned before, kind of replicating the email marketing experience. Yeah, and and you, you can upload images and and do everything as a full asset management capability. So so it's really about designing within the boundaries of the template and then using this advanced personalization capability to drive individual pieces of mail that are targeting the messages. And, and like you said, you can
0: preview it before it gets sent off to the printer. So we don't end up with like, you know, strange printed off the page, whatever attempt at personalization. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, so then how does this integrate with various online marketing tools, CRMs? You mentioned HubSpot, but I know that it goes much deeper than that. Yes. Yes. So, you know,
1: think about Salesforce and Clavio and even tools like Zoho and Active Campaign. And, and so there are really a couple of different points of integration. Uh, first is obviously, hey, we need contacts from these places, right? Yeah. So, you know, we need names and addresses at, at a minimum, right? Um, and, uh, and th- those can come over individually, they can come over as lists, so you can you can use the the, the um, filtering and segmentation tools of your CRM and marketing automation to define who you want to mail to, and then Postalytics. Once the integration's been built, you can drag that right in. You can map all of your data to the personalization fields inside of Postalytics, and and name them so that when you go to the to to, to the creative section you you know hey i got this field here and this is going to be holding my you know last purchase amount yeah and and this is the last sku that i sold and all of these types of things so so that level of d- data integration is really important to get that personalization we were discussing then we also have integrations into the workflow engines of these tools okay so that, you know, if you wanted to have a triggered piece of direct mail, and, and a lot of the use cases we're talking about are really triggered based, right? So yeah. um, somebody has an open an, an email for three months. I have a workflow that wakes up that day and realizes this and says, hey, I got to get Roy this letter right away. And, and so we've, we've got the ability to consume from that workflow that individual contact with all of the personalization data into a campaign that is waiting for, you know, for that data to come and send Roy this piece of mail. And so that's kind of an ongoing 24-7, 365 process just happening in the background, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and then uh, so, so the data comes in, and then we were, as we we're saying before, we publish the campaign data back. So For every single piece of mail, all of these CRM and marketing automation tools know exactly where Roy's piece of mail is in the production cycle, and whether or not he has responded using the Perla QR code tools, and then some of the other tools that will be rolling out very soon as well. So so all of that is being published back through the integrations. And so I look at the timeline of a contact. And I can see, hey, you know, this piece of mail went out to Roy on this day, it was scanned as process for delivery on this day, he hit the QR code at this time on that day, here's where he went online, and it's all sitting inside of your CRM, it, yeah. it, as, if, as if it were an email campaign, really, it's it's kind of that we've tried to recreate that entire experience. Okay.
0: Um, and for for CRMs that don't natively integrate, you're also tied into Zapier, so that any kind of, um, any
1: anything that can be passed back and forth with Zapier, anything with Zapier, anything there's there's this more techie concept of a webhook. Right? Oh yes. So, so we can take a webhook from any system with okay. authorization and with name and address as a minimum. And we can we can create mail and we can publish out a webhook. So if any system that can consume a webhook can take this event data that we were discussing and utilize it in that system. And so native tools there are built right into the app, as well as a full API. And yeah. so what we're we're seeing a lot of are various platforms that are wanting to integrate direct mail into the workflow of their systems. And so you're able to use Postalytics at the API level and take advantage of our entire software suite under the covers, kind of behind the scenes, and it's all it's all happening for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So like I'm imagining scenarios with, you know, let's say some of the more like digital marketer funnel type type businesses. I, I could see one super easy way to make this this profitable is is one of the things that I I still think you can't quite do with direct mail is is that whole uh, sequence of offers that come in an online marketing funnel, right? So somebody buys a I don't know a free book offer and then there's some kind of maybe short term coaching program or high end course or something after that and then there's some additional longer term coaching or uh, higher end coaching after that, well, yes, yes. Uh, Postlytics or any other direct mail software, at least as of today, that can't just like drop that in their mailbox that afternoon, right? Um, it can't do much about that speed of presenting the offers. But I can very easily imagine a situation where, okay, somebody just bought this book, right? They bought the five dollar book. They got the 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 download. They got the the book shipped off uh, from our our shipping company, but then they uh, didn't engage with the next, they didn't purchase the next level offer. Well, maybe we give them 24 hours to actually respond online, or maybe we give them the length of the session, 60 minutes, um, where our funnel software can can charge that credit card. Um, And then in addition to email follow-up that may go out, maybe we do send one email, and if they don't respond to that email, then we can say, okay, what if we popped a postcard in the mail? And so we still have that, that recency and frequency thing going on. Or if they responded to the first offer, we have the recency, frequency, and monetary, right? Like they're they're getting all of this very behaviorally triggered um, contact and messaging That's that's all possible with this, that, you know, if you're a direct marketer who, who, manages any kind of this type of marketing and your gears aren't turning. Come on. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. No, you're 100% right. So so there's so much that is I think the the real exciting part of this is that you can use direct mail for use cases that direct mail was never really applicable for previously. Yeah. Aside from having, you know, someone in your office
0: <laughs> trying to pack it like your sales team is 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 licking envelopes and licking stamps. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um been there done that. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so man, I've run so many campaigns where this would have been made things so much easier. Um there's one other thing that I wanted to add cuz a lot of people in my audience are involved with agencies at different levels. Um uh, so you talked about having the webhooks and you talked about having APIs so this can be built into different systems you also have a program that is applicable for agencies as well uh, can you tell me more about that
1: that's right what does that that's look right. like so you know if if um, you know the audience has been in the direct mail world at all uh, they're familiar with the fact that that a lot of businesses really they want to do direct mail, but they don't want to be involved in it, and 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 they're not experts. They're not they're not great copywriters. They're they're not. They don't have that skill set, and and so the agency world has traditionally been a big part of the direct mail landscape. And so, in recognition of that, we've created a special version of Postalytics uh, that we call the agency edition. And uh, with the agency edition, uh. Agencies are able to create sort of a special account that has different types of privileges and can uh, be set up in a white label basis, right? Okay. So, so you can set up Postalytics and remove all the Postalytics branding and put up, a, you know, amazing marketing agency and your logo and color scheme, and and then you can create an account. For each of your customers within that, yes, and and so you can have, uh, uh you know, one account. You can have fifty accounts. We have some customers with four hundred accounts under one umbrella. Okay. And 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 what you're able to do then is either run campaigns on behalf of your clients, and then give them maybe. Uh, a password that will let them see the dashboards and the analytics, uh, or you can actually let clients run campaigns or do parts of the work of campaigns while you're kind of managing the thing. But the cool part is that you can add margin onto okay. every single piece of mail that is sent through your account. So Sounds these these customers, they don't know who Post Linux is, they are taking advantage of your skill and and your the value you're bringing as a marketer and and you're making money while, but through the automation right in a, in a in a scalable way. so as you send more mail, you make more money and so it's a great win win uh, for both parties excellent that i i mean it's
0: it's it's very it's a very smart setup. Um, if you're helping your clients convert more people and you want to layer on this, this whole, uh, direct mail automation piece it seems pretty straightforward to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's been a, it's a very, very fast part growing, a uh, fast growing part of our business. And, um, uh, uh, so, uh, it's and we've got we've actually now segmented. We have got an entire team focused on this, so it's it's really a a, a big part of what we're doing here. Excellent,
0: excellent. Well, so uh, direct mail has this long, long tradition of being very cost prohibitive to get involved with, and so I imagine, I imagine it costs like you know ten thousand dollars just to set up a Postalytics account. Am I right, Dennis? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, we've taken a little bit of different approach. And, okay. Uh, so uh you can actually sign up for free okay and you can use the software uh and and, and just pay us for the mail that you send uh and, and so we've embraced this concept of it's called product-led growth and it's really about kind of getting the product in people's hands letting them use it and then be a resource for them help them grow and and so as you start to scale you can subscribe. You can get a subscription with Postalytics. Drop your costs on a per piece basis as you subscribe. So as your volume grows, you can drop your costs. And then, you know, if you really scale up, we can sign an annual contract and you know lock you in at pricing that you wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. And so, uh, there's it's really more of a crawl, walk, run model that we've
0: built our, our customers. So if somebody wants to get in there and tinker with it it's completely free to figure out how it might work for them to explore the the platform and um then get pay, you know then pay based on the per piece mailed and if they're starting to push decent volume there's opportunities to actually pay less for that volume you got it um, you got it excellent so that link is in the description i, I i'm going to like Totally botched the URL if I try to. Well, I'm going to try and tell it to you. It's app.postalytics.com slash register. But again, just check the description. You know, if you're watching this, it's under the video. If you're listening, it's in the episode description. It's app.postalytics.com slash register. Um, yeah, Dennis, this is fascinating software. Like I see so many use cases and I see so much value in it. And I really appreciate you coming on to Breakthrough Marketing Secrets and sharing with my audience, you know what's what's possible. So thank you, Dennis.
1: Roy, right. uh, this has been great. Uh, you're very welcome. Number one, and and I like to thank you and your audience. Uh, we're super excited to talk to people and and start spreading the word that direct mail is not dead, <laughs> and that you know it's a vibrant part of our future marketing. And so. Uh, please check us out Uh, you can hit our website there's a big button you can register right there and and uh, uh, we'd love to talk to anybody so uh thank you so much and and really appreciate the opportunity perfect
0: again everyone check the link in the description to just explore postalytics and see how it might work with your online marketing activities um, or your offline marketing activities too Uh, if you if you have the customer data you can connect with them through this channel Uh, And to everyone who's watched, everyone who's listened, I'd love to hear from you at least one big takeaway or action item that you are going to put in place because of this episode. Thank you uh, again, and I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon.